מועד קוט מחפז עמוד בייז, אינסולשן, נוט איסולשן, עד שיגרו בו חבריו. We'll see this, this morning in the Matmonim this morning an idea of how from a halakha that applies twice in a person's life, we learn a principle that applies every day of one's life, and that that is uh, the way to learn halakha altogether. The halakha is not just the detail of that particular halakha, but the halakha is a principle underlying the halakha. There's a principle that can apply, a, that, that's a life principle, a world principle that one can use in, in all situations. The, the piece of Gemara we're learning with deals with the halakha, that unlike other avilut, unlike, uh, unlike other cases of mourning, the mourning for a parent requires certain things that other, that other mourning doesn't. One of them is the din, is that al kol ha-meitim kulam mistaper la-achar shloshim yom. For everybody else, for all other cases of mourning, a brother, a sister, a child, chas v'sholem, one uh, doesn't cut one's hair for 30 days. But for the uh, Avelut, for a parent, where we mourn for 12 months altogether, there, the Isu, the prohibition of, of shaving and cutting one's hair, is until your friends start saying, you look ridiculous. That's when you start shaving. Where do we have a case like this in the, in the entire Torah, that something is dependent on social response, on social reaction? When people start telling you, then... People start saying the Shabbos business that you're keeping is a bit ridiculous. Oh, okay, stop keeping Shabbos. <laughs> well, where do we get that the view of your friends, the opinion of your friends is so important that it will change the halakha, it will change your practice? So, so what is that? It says Rashi, Adshi Garu Obviously, Rashi's worry. What does it mean? Why are we concerned about your friends? Because what it tells us is, because you've gone too far. By the time your friends tell you you're looking ridiculous, you've gone too far. So why do it all together? And why not just say, do it for a month, do it for two months, do it for three months? It's such a strange halakha that it's dependent on social reaction. Says Tosfus, and you remember we've learned now who the Tosfus is in, in Moed Kotan. This is Rabbeinu Boruch ben Rebel Chonan, who is the son of the... Rabbeinu Boruch is the grandson of the Ri. Rabbeinu Chonan is the son of the Ri. Big specialists in the Yerushalmi. You'll see that over and over again in, in Moed Kotan, including in, in, in this position. Says the Tosfus, another peculiarity. Unlike other cases of Avelut, a Yom Tov doesn't interrupt the process. So as you know, if a, if a person started sitting Shiva and then there's a Yom Tov, Shiva's over. Then we start with Shloshim after Yom Tov. person's sitting Shloshim and a Yom Tov comes, Shloshim's over and then his, his Avelut is over. But this din doesn't get interrupted. A person lost a parent a couple of months ago, and now it's Sukkot, and after Sukkot, he carries on growing his hair. He doesn't say, well, there's been a Yom Tov, that's been interrupted. So that's another, two peculiarities about this, this din that we need to understand. It's dependent on social reaction, and Yom Tov doesn't interrupt it. Uh, and he says that the, the reason for that is, he brings a Yerushalmi, etc. And the Gemara in the Yerushalmi answers, Kol mafsik. All those halachot that are dependent on Shiva and Shloshim, Yom Tov interrupts. But here it's until his hair is long and his friends comment on it. These uh, friends are, are angry about it. They don't like it. And, and with the question in the Yerushalmi is this, and is, are these two different conditions? Is it an either or? Either your hair is very long or your friends comment, or is it the same thing? And they say, don't 
hang out with us. That's what's important. So when the friends start rejecting you, that's going too far. going to parties, the same thing, that we find that it doesn't, um, uh, that, that, that the regal doesn't interrupt it. So we see that this is not really Dinei Avelut. If it was Dinei Avelut, that like, sh- like Shiva and Shloshim, then a Yom Tif would interrupt it. This is not real Avelut. This is something else. The 12 months is, is honor for a parent. It's a different thing. So what's this thing of growing your hair until your friend says, no, you, they don't want you hanging out with you and so on. And then Tosvis brings, Some versions of Yerushalmi says, Or Not the, but or. Either, either one, either your hair is long or your friends are commenting. And that seems to be a mistake, a printing error. That that's not the way it should be. It's it's one measure. The measure is your friends start commenting. Rabbeinu Yonason Milunil. Rabbeinu Yonason Milunil is is a very very important and interesting uh, rishon from the time of the Baal Tosfos. But he comes from Provence. A lot of the Tosfos that we've been learning uh, come from Germany or northern France, from the school of of, of Rashi. Um, comes from Provence. What's important about Provence is that today we think of the south of France and Provence we think is part of France. But it wasn't always that way. The south of France was closer culturally to Spain than it was to Europe. So the Rif is important in the south of France. And Rabbi Yonason writes a parish on the Rif. He's very attached to the Rif. He also discovers the Rambam and they get into, into communication, the, the Rabbi Yonason and the, and, the, and the Rambam. Um, and the Rambam writes that when I write to the Rabbi Yonas and Bilumil, I had such joy when I got your letter and I said that Ibn Hashem has, has left the B'nai Am Yisrael with important people who can save us. Uh, and, and I see that, what, that you understand what I say, that my words have got as far as you in Provence and, and that you understand what I say and everything you comment is valuable and everything you ask is worthy. Um, and, and so he says, and it's in fact Rabbi Yonas and Milunil that gives the Mori Nevuchim to Shmuel ibn Tibon and asks him to translate it from Arabic into Hebrew. So this Rabbeinu Yonas Milunil plays a really important part in the, in the development of our, of our canon of, of, of Jewish knowledge. And he says, <coughs> um, brings the Yushalmi as well, and he says, <laughs> Until his long hair becomes a burden for people who see him. It's an interesting idea. You can be a burden on the people who see you. You can look so unattractive that people who see you turn away from it. And, and that's not how we're meant to be. And when it comes to a point that you're a burden on people who see you, they don't like to see you that way, um, then it's important to, to cut your hair. So again, we see the social side. The Ritvo brings that there's a machloikes rabbeinu haigaon, from the goenim, and the rif about whether Yom Tov interrupts. Rabbi Haigon says Yom Tov does interrupt, like everything else. The Rif rejects that, and the Ritvo proves, like the Rif, that the Yom Tov does not reject it, but it's against the Gonim. It's interesting there. Um, and Tosfus goes that way, and Rabbi Yonas and Milunil goes that way, that Yom Tov does not, does not interrupt. All the Rishonim go, go that way, that Yom Tov does not interrupt. There's a an important tshuva of the Or Zarua on this. The Or Zarua, again, just so important. The Or Zarua is a Rebbe of the Maram Rutenberg. So if we go backwards, the Maram Rutenberg, we know is the pivot between the Baalei Tosfus and the Halachists. 
So the Mordechai, the Rosh, all Talmudim of, of Maram Rutenberg. Maram Rutenberg is a Talmud of the Baalei Tzvah, specifically the Or Zarua. The Or Zarua himself is a friend of the Tosfus Rid, and they learned together with Reb Simka of Spire. Why that's interesting, the Tosfus Rid is held incredibly highly. Um, the, the, the Maram Rutenberg talks about the Tosfus Rid together with, with the Rif and, and the Rambam as, as that level of authority. And they were Chavrusas. They learned together with Reb Simcha in Spire. Tosfus Rid came from Italy to Germany where he learned. And who did they learn, learn from there? From Reb Boruch, uh, Reb Simcha of Spire. Reb Simcha of Spire learned from Reb Eliezer Mimitz. Reb Eliezer Mimitz was the Talmud of Rabbeinu Tam. So you see that whole, whole influence moving all the way through. And an important link in that chain is the Or Zarua, who wrote a lot of Shailas Chuvas. And the Or Zarua writes, um, He says the, the Frum people are very careful. They don't cut their hair until somebody actually comments. Uh, but until they comment, they'll wait 12 months without shaving. And that's nonsense. He's not afraid to say that's just nonsense, that's idiocy. What, what people say is going to create the heter? Where do we find such a thing? So he asks our kasha. The measure is when it gets to the level that people might comment. You don't have to wait for the comment. You know when it is. You look in the mirror and you say, this is looking ridiculous already. People are going to start commenting. So that's the time that you shave. You don't have to wait for somebody to comment. What's important also in this tshuva, which is why, why I bring it, he brings down in the lower part, which I've put in bold, it's just an important piece of understanding and learning. He brings the Yerushalmi and he says, like with the Yerushalmi, there's a mistake in it. He says, lots of Svorim have mistakes in them. Because they haven't been reviewed by Talmidei Chachomim in the yeshivas. You don't ask questions from Bryce's that Rabbi Chi and Rabbi Yoshaya's Beis HaMedrash hasn't learned through. Because they examine and they question. It's very robust. And only if it gets through their examination, then it's good. That's why the, the, we, we're so particular about the kind of Rishonim that carry weight. And Achronim, those that have been through the, the factory of, of questioning and answering and debating, those are the ones we rely on. But not just we find a manuscript, something's written. Because many of the manuscripts are wrong. People were writing them by hand and they were making mistakes as they wrote. You can't rely on them. And that's why the, the, the Chazanish said you can't rely on the Me'iri. Because at that time, particularly, the Me'iri had just recently been discovered. It's only 100 or so years old. And it hadn't gone through all the rigorous examinations that the other Rishonim had gone through. So we wouldn't know if there are misprints in the Me'iri. Who would, who would notice? Our Gemara, for generations, for centuries, every base of Medrash has been studying our Gemara. So our Gemara goes through such fine analysis all the time. Even our Gemara, how many different Gisaot there are? Certainly the Yerushalmi, which we don't learn as rigorously. We know that piece is missing, that piece is added. So never rely on a Brysa or a Yerushalmi 
No, they, the scholars discover in the Geniza a Brysa that we didn't know about. That's lovely. It's good scholarship, but don't use it against our Gemorrah. Because our Talmud was written and edited for purposes of Paskening from. Our Psak Halacha comes from the Gemorrah. And Ravina Varashi were the final authorities on, on Psak. And in many places, the Rishami and Bavli disagree. And you only rely on the Talmud Bavli. You can bring support from Brises to explain something which isn't clear in our Gomorrah. But to, to oppose what's in the Gomorrah, you, we'll never do that. We have the same with the Zohar. It's a machlokes between the Hasidim and the Misnagdim. The Hasidim will sometimes pass in like the Zohar. The Zohar also hasn't gone through the kind of rigorous analysis that the Talmud has. So in the Lithuanian school, in the school of the Vilna Goan, if there's a machlokes between the Zohar and the, and the Talmud, we'll always pass in like the Gemara for this reason. It's either a, a, a Taut Sofer, a mistake, or there's a machlokes between the Yerushalmi and, and, and the Bavli. Getting back to our issue, although the Yerushalmi might, there is a version of the Yerushalmi that says either long hair or people comment, which would imply that the people commenting means they dafka comment, says the Dor Zarua. That's a mistake. It's not correct. It means it's one, one idea that your hair shouldn't go so long that people start or could start to comment. That's what's important. And this is a tshuva shiv Rabbeinu Yeshaya be Rabbana Mali. This is a tshuva from Rabbeinu Yeshaya. Who's Rabbeinu Yeshaya? My friend, the Tosfos Reed. So this, there was a Ruh, says, this was, I discussed this with the Tosfos Reed, and this is what the Tosfos Reed answered me. And it's brought in the, in the Ozaruah. What's important here in this understanding, so I've, I've been thinking a lot how to explain this idea. Why? You've got to grow your hair just until the point where it starts to become socially unacceptable. So why are you growing your hair in the first place? Why is socially acceptable important? What's important is to understand the difference between insulation and isolation. Insulation means I, I insulate myself from the forces around me. Isolation means they isolate me from them. See the difference? Insulation, I insulate myself to protect myself. Isolation is I'm distanced by the people around me. Now, before we come to Hilchot Havilut, let's look at, at other halachot. For example, the, the din is we don't drink wine that, that has been attached or handled by non-Jewish people. And we know that the reason for that today is not because of Avedah Zorah, but because of Chatnut, because we want to insulate ourselves from that. And, and cocktail parties is where there's a lot of social mixing. So you've got to ask yourself, why only wine? Why can I go to a cocktail party where I'm the only Jew and I can be in Hollywood with all these crazy actors and actresses and what? And, and I'm allowed to have whiskey and I'm allowed to have gin and I'm allowed to have vodka. I'm allowed to have beer. Wine I can't have. Is that going to stop the, the interaction? Yes, because what that means when the tray of drinks comes around, where's my head? Halakha. What am I allowed to have? What am I not allowed to have? What's kosher? What isn't kosher? What we want is that my head is attached to halacha. That insulates me. It doesn't isolate me. Because the non-Jewish people around me don't even notice that, I'm, that what's going on in my head. They just notice I, I choose the vodka, not the wine. So that's my preference. They don't have to notice that I'm, that I'm different. 
I have to be different. In my head, I have to be different. That's what's important. If you look at the clothing, that we don't close, change our clothing, it's not because we're meant to look crazy. And it's not because when they were in Egypt, they wore clothes of Spain. And when they were in Spain, they wore clothes of Babylon. And when they were in Europe, they wore clothes of Spain. They didn't. They wore clothes of the place they were at. So what's the beggar of a Jewish person? It's a beggar of a prince in that society. People dressed up. It doesn't mean they dressed weird. I'm teaching you again the Derech of the Vilnagon, of the Lifishi Yeshivas. And if you look at the photographs of young men in the, in the Lithuanian Yeshivas, they're dressed meticulously. Everyone's different. They're highly fashionable. You, uh, you, and you see that. They're with fashion. But they're dressed like Hashuvian. They're dressed like princes. They're dressed like nobility. That's Jewish dress. Jewish dress is not taking the dress. And even the Strymals of the Hasim, those were the, were the, the begotten, the clothes that the princes wore. These were very, very important. So the equivalent today would be dressing in an Armani suit, dressing well, looking good. That's Jewish clothing. It's not so that they look at you and say, I don't want you around. It's that you look at yourself and say, I am different. This, insulation is knowing that I'm different. Isolation is them saying that I'm different. And the idea of, of Jewish distinction is that I know I'm different, not that they that they distance me. It's the same with Loshinuit Shaman. Loshinuit Shaman, they didn't change their names. It doesn't mean the Jewish people didn't have vernacular local names that were easier to pronounce. In Spain, there were many Rishonim had Spanish names. In, in, we see even in, in, in Babel and in the Gomorrah, there were people who had Aramaic names. There were people who had German names. Uh, Rishonim, it's, that, what's important was, I have my own Jewish name that I'm called up to the Torah by. I know what my real name is. What about the goyim call me? That's fine. That's the external thing. This idea of distinction and insulation is not about externality. It's about internality. And so it is with Avelus. What we want is after the Avelus, after the death of a parent, is that the person understands that it doesn't feel like mixing. I feel insulated. That's the honor to the parent. I feel like everybody's having a good time. I don't feel like it. Everybody's mixing normally. I don't feel like it. That's what growing your hair is. I don't feel like going out tonight. I don't look good. That's fine. That's exactly how it should be. There's a party tonight. I'm not going. I'm in Avelus. But when your friends start saying, why do we never have you? Why don't you join us? Why are you never part of us? And you've got to go, says the Gemara. And when your friends start saying, you're looking crazy, you've got to stop. You've got to, you've got to shave yourself because that's going too far, as Rashi says. Shekvai gidel pera yoter midai. You've gone too far. Your insulation has become isolation. Your friends are starting to isolate you. Now, who are these friends? If they're Jewish, if they're Benator, they know you're an Ovel, they're not going to isolate you for this. It might be Goyim. It doesn't matter who it is. It's society. When society begins to isolate you, you've gone too far. Because what we're looking for is insulation, is an internal sense of I am different. I'm not part of this world. But they don't know it. They think I am part of this world because I'm able to engage successfully with the world. They're completely unaware that where my head is in a completely different space, and I'm not part of what's happening around me. I'm, I'm distant from it. I'm distinguished from it. I'm elevated from it. My head is in, in Tahara and Kedusha.